Excuse me, is anybody sitting here? Sorry, this seat's taken. Sorry. Welcome back to This Seat's Taken, where I'm your host, Rob Miranda. Got a very improv two episode. This episode wasn't supposed to happen. And to help me, because you're such a good friend, Glenn, you came back on to help me. Thank you, Glenn. Let's get it. A.K.A. Glenn Steele. That's right. So, what I mean by it wasn't supposed to happen. I talked about last episode. Was I a mistake? No, 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 no. You're like the hero of this episode. The movie Gran Turismo was supposed to come out this week. I don't know if you see the race car driving one where it's like based on a true story where this kid's like... Gran Torino? Is it Torino? I thought it was Turismo. Oh, like the video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the racing cars? Yeah, it's oh, I thought the- you meant Gran Torino with Clint Eastwood. Is that who that was? I, I don't think we're talking about the same thing. Gran Turismo, like the video game. Like, it's about this kid who grew up playing that video game, and he grew up to become like a real-life race car just based on that playing video games. Oh, no, I didn't know that was a thing coming out. Yeah. I, I've heard of the video game. It looks game. very good coming out. It was supposed to come out this week, and I'm sure you heard from me talking about it, like the writer strike going on and the actor strike going on. It got pushed back to the end of this month. So that kind of set things off in my podcast schedule. Like, Are well, the actors going to go on strike? They've been on strike. Or I thought the writers were on strike. So they were on the strike. Actors, the I, actors had nothing to to act. No. That's no. why. Nothing was being produced. Nothing was being written is that or because published. Of, is that because of AI? That's a part of it, yes. So they're saying, like, why do we need this writer to write this movie when I have AI that can... Oh, so it's like the self-checkout line at Walmart. Kind of, yeah. Exactly. Taking jobs away from hardworking people. And how there's only one person there, like in case something goes wrong, that's what the writers would be doing there. In case something goes wrong or they can edit it and stuff like that. That's that's a good way. I never heard anyone acknowledge that. That's a good way to compare it. But um, yeah. um, And also actors were on strike maybe a month after they did. Same thing. AI can use their image and like have them take any pictures or, or like anything they want and actors aren't really for that and on top of that there's also money issues where you know a lot of people aren't getting paid fair wages they aren't getting treated right and um you know just small stuff like that to add up like as a union You're and a union. in the world today like they all see how much the people up top are making off of it exactly so so because of that part of the union contract they need a bigger slice because they're on a strike they cannot go um to premieres to movie premieres and that's part of the reason this that Gran Turismo movie got pushed back to the end of the month. They're hoping by the time it comes out now that they could have a premiere. But I don't see it happening anytime soon. I really don't know when they're going to finish the strike. The writers negotiated last Friday, but they got nowhere with it. So I think they're over 100 days now on the strike. I want to go to a premiere. I would love to go to a premiere. You should go. That's a bump, bump, uh, don't you have to like get invited by like the actor? Yeah, we can stay on the side and <laughs> just watch the premiere from across the street or something. You can do that? Oh, duh, you can do that. I'm, I'm thinking of, like, Entourage. I know you've never seen it. Yeah. But it's about a movie star, and, like, he has premieres, and they always look, like, insane. There's a million people there. You're right. So, and that was going to be this episode, so I was kind of panicking what I was going to do. I mentioned the last episode today might be, like, a open tabs kind of movie, and I talked to you about that, like, where we just pick random movies. But I was like, there's one movie, like, <laughs> I didn't want to watch it. It was a horror movie, and everyone on this podcast know how I feel about horror movies. You know how I feel about <laughs> horror movies, um, where it was "Don't Talk to Me." Everyone's talking about it, and I wanted to watch it, but then the more I like, it came closer. Like, fuck, I'm not gonna watch that movie. And then you were like, "Let's just watch that movie." I was yeah, like, I didn't know anything about it. Really? Or, or I've never heard of it, or know anything about really any other movies that are out right now. Really, like, I just wasn't in in tune. There uh, is a couple. Um, but so, you, you said, oh, I don't think you'd want to watch this movie. And I was like, why? I was trying to talk to you about it. Why wouldn't I want to watch it? I didn't say that. And you're like, oh, it's a scary movie. I'm just I'm just saying that. I'm like, oh, we're definitely going to see this movie then. Are you usually into horror movies? Yeah, I do like horror movies. Speaking of which, um, you, I think you talked about, I think we mentioned the last time you were on, is this the most recurring you've been on? I did the math. Uh, you're currently tied, including this episode, tied for the most recurring ep- uh, guest. You're tied with Joey. And then Brandon is just one behind you guys. Uh, look at that. Me and Joey. Yeah. Tied for the lead. That could change because Brandon might be coming on later this month. So we can have a three-way at first place? Three-way tie. And that's mostly because like all three of you guys have been on like three times together, too, at the same time. Um, But going back, you said you've always been into horror movies. What horror movie? I know you've seen Insidious, the new one. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, I haven't always been into horror movies. Really? Like, when I was a kid, I don't think I really watched horror movies that much. 
Uh-huh. Um, but like, I love watching them. I think they're fun to watch. Some of them just like catch my interest. I think a lot of them are like the same. So like, yes, when you say insidious, when you say uh, conjuring, they all are the same to me. But I like them all. Like I can't tell you what happened in any of them. I just saw the new insidious like months ago, and I couldn't tell. So you the what forgettable. Happened. Yeah. Um, what gets me is the jump scares, though. You know, they're in every single horror movie. That's what gets me, honestly. And I really horror movies are different than like paranormal movies you know because like the conjuring movies and the nun and Annabelle, those are based on true stories stuff that really happened in real life mm-hmm. and then this one it was like a fresh new take it's like a brand new script um talk to me and then um i remember when it for charlie first came out it looked very interesting like i thought okay i'm gonna go check it out and then when it came on closer i was like fuck dude as i was watching this we're getting mm-hmm. more detail and it was like I'm going to lose so much fucking sleep over this movie. I made sure I went to a showing where I got out where it was still daylight out. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm pretty bad. Um, and this movie, well, we'll talk about more about uh, Talk To Me in a minute. But you also picked a throwback movie. And I can definitely tell this. You picked a movie you've never seen before. Throwback movie? A thro- like a second movie we're going to talk about. Oh. I was, it just came out, right? About a year ago. Okay, that's what I thought. Where yeah. the we're gonna talk about where the crawdads sing in the second part where of the song. The crawdads sing. You know, you told me to pick a movie, and I just opened Netflix, uh-huh. and that was literally the first thing I saw. I remember when this movie first came out. It was supposed to be. I, I thought about putting it on the podcast, and I kind of wish I didn't because the main actress she was also in another movie that came out last year called Fresh, and you might be into that one because it's kind of a horrorish movie. Horrorish, like scary. Oh. <laughs> Well, she was in the movie called Fresh, where Sebastian Stan, who stars in it, I'm trying to think something you I didn't know any of those actors. I know we're not talking about this movie yet, but I didn't know any of those actors. I only recognize her in the one movie, Fresh. She's still a very new actor. I looked up her credits. She's probably been in like a handful of things. But she has a lot of movies coming out soon. Stuff coming out. Anyways, the movie Fresh, if you haven't listened to the episode, it's like one of my, maybe a year ago today, that movie came out. Um, it's where this about cannibalism. Like, this guy would kidnap girls and kill them and chop them up and sell them to millionaires so they can eat them. And she was one of them and she escaped. That's a pretty intense movie. Jeez, yeah. Speaking about movies, recommendations for you. I've seen two other movies this past weekend. One was Meg 2, uh, The Trench. Have you seen that movie, the shark movie? I haven't seen the first one, but I've Don't watched... Time. It's It's hit my YouTube algorithm, the, the trailer for Meg yeah. 2, because I'm always watching like... To me, animal it's, encounter videos. It's such a Hollywood cliche movie. You know the cheesy catchphrases, the action lines, the punches. Yeah. It's so cheesy, but it was entertaining. I should say it's two hours. It's a true story too. Get the fuck Those out. things are real. I'm sure prehistorically they were real. They're, they're down there right now, bro. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna say this: we've seen 30 percent of the ocean floor. You don't think there's giant sharks down there? They probably are, but uh, they're just enough to keep me out of the water. They're getting I, hungry. Yeah. They love thick Latino men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is why I don't go swimming in the oceans or lakes. Because they'll eat you up. Yeah. But anyways, I've seen that movie. And that movie is okay. It's very entertaining. Jason Statham stars in it. And he's pretty badass in everything he's in. And the second movie I've seen <laughs> that I think I would love to recommend to you to go see. It's called Theater Camp. Not a lot of people know about this movie. But it's kind of like a fake documentary on this theater camp that's run by this older woman who has a stroke so her son takes over and he's like it's a failing business but these it's supposed to be like an outlet for kids who love theater they have a place to go and like every summer it's like summer camp but you know you put on plays at the at the end yeah. of how i've been describing it to people the humor is like um rupaul's drag race with uh pitch perfect with a little bit of family guy humor all mixed into this movie sounds eccentric it's very funny i think you would really enjoy it i enjoyed it i might go watch it again um, but for no one watching it, like I mean, hearing about it, I think it should be talked about more. I would have definitely picked that movie over this movie <laughs> we're going to be talking about. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to ask you before we get into this movie, House Party, the biggest theme. Oh, and before we get into that, um, I just mentioned you've been on this podcast seven times already. House, for someone House Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it in a second. Oh. But for someone who like yourself who's not really into movies like that, you've been helping me a ton out with this podcast. Yeah. You've been enjoying one of the movies? Um, 
I think the one that I saw in the theaters this time yeah. is the best one that I've seen in theaters so far. Really? Yeah. Did you go by yourself with a group of people? or No, I didn't go by myself. I went huh. with somebody. I had to go with somebody. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to my dad. You were scared? Yes. <laughs> I was not about to see this movie by myself. I usually hate um, when people talk during the movies. But like horror movies, I kind of encourage it. Because I was like, oh, hell not with something like that. They're all thinking, I think it just makes it more funnier and easier to watch. It takes away some of the scariness and like makes it more funny. Now, uh, when I was talking about house party, there's kind of a couple house parties in this movie. In this movie, uh, talk to me. Was that ever your phase? Were you ever really that kind of guy to like go to a bunch of house parties? And if so, were you doing crazy shit like? Oh this yeah, movie? that that was me, age eighteen and nineteen, at a house party every weekend, similar to that. And like that's this movie reminded me a lot of really myself and my group of friends yeah and i I guess as we get into it i'll really kind of connect the dots there but yeah all right so um this movie just came out it's came out through a company called a24 i you probably don't know them but you definitely seen some of their work um they're popping up everywhere they've been around for years but now because they could become now they're becoming more popular um with stuff like everything everywhere all at once um, you know, just a handful of great movies that are winning awards, so they're on more people's radars. I talked about it a couple episodes ago. Their movies are usually hit or miss for me. One, you can always guarantee they're a unique, a unique kind of story, but they're more known for like artsy, like you know, like hidden message behind them and stuff like that. You know, it's not for everybody. Like the French Dispatch, is that them? I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh. Do you know for her? You though? said you said um I don't know what did you say? It's like a mind movie, like an artsy like um, artsy? artsy kind of movie like or had hidden min- meanings behind there like um very creative kind of movies. Ah, see yeah. with movies that like always don't have the happy ending you're expecting or the ending you're kind of expecting like this one especially like I was not expecting this kind of ending. So we're gonna get into talk to me. Just came out this past weekend. Directed by Danny Filipino. Not Filipino. Wow. Danny Philippao. I don't even know how to pronounce the name. Philippa. Sure. And his brother, Michael. How do you say it? I, I'm assuming Danny Philippao. Pop, pop. Philippao. Pop. They're brothers in real life. This is their directorial debut. Originally, I think DC, the comic book um, franchise, they offered them a, to direct one of their movies, but they passed it up. To direct this movie. This was their first directing job? Yes. Wow. They killed it. Hats they? off, yeah. I didn't know that. And they also written this movie as well, along with Bill Heinzman. I would have thought the director of Signs like directed this movie or something. Yeah. Like a classic horror movie. This movie's about when a group of kit when a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using enabled hand, they become hooked on their new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. I want to go out the go on record saying everything that happened to these group of kids in this movie deserved to happen to these group of kids. Always. It always does. They were fucking idiots. They pissed me off in this whole movie. Classic peer pressure. <laughs> um, and this movie opens up very intense. Like, I don't know if you remember, like it opens up on a house party and this one kid was looking for his brother and his brother was like, looked like he was drugged out and he finds him and the like the guy just stabs his brother in the heart and then he stabs himself in the fucking face that's how the movie starts yeah color a, color me confused right off the bat <laughs> yes. color you confused right nice. off the bat nice um and there's a group of kids it focuses mostly on this one little girl I, let me pull up her name because i hate calling her by her actress's name not that she has a bad name but uh, Mia. It mostly focuses on Mia's point of view. Mamma Mia. She just lost her mother, I think less than two years ago. And she's still kind of coping, not try- trying to cope with that loss. Because it was kind of sudden. She supposedly accidentally overdosed on sleeping pills. And her dad seems kind of distant. So instead, she relies on her friend's family to kind of comfort her. Like, they're best friends. I didn't even mention this movie takes place in Australia. Australia, Which I had no idea until we saw the kangaroo. Neither did I, Because honestly. their accents, like, weren't, weren't Australian. And I know Australian accents, mate, because I have a good one, Crikey. 
If you didn't say the word mate, I didn't even think you were doing an Australian accent. <laughs> Should have been in the movie then. You could have. You could have. Um, but like you said, there was enough. I could have played the uh, stunt double that had the foot in his mouth. You will get to. <laughs> <laughs> the boyfriend? Yeah. Anyways, uh, so this Mia relies on her friend's family. Um, her friend. It's not Fiona. What's her name? Um, I think it's Fiori. The girl's name? Uh, Phoebe. Phoebe and Riley. Is uh, it really Phoebe? I, I don't know. I, thought, I was oh, just taking your word oh, for no, it. I just made that up. Jade. It's Jade. Jade. There we go. Jade and Riley. <laughs> Jade is her best friend and Riley's the younger brother. Um, they kind of like uh, let her in as a part of her family. Her mom's really supportive of her suit, stuff like that too. And it just so happens to be the anniversary of your mother's death. So to go blow some steam, they heard about this party that these two kids throw on every week. And you see their Snapchat stories and like the kids, I look to me, I thought they were like fucking drugged out or something. It looked like they were dying. Yeah, it just looks like they're tweaking out. Can't breathe. Because their pupils like covered their whole eyes. Like their eyes are black. Face gets pale. And then what do they say? Like, that looks like fun. I was like, you fucking <laughs> idiots, dude. So they go check it out. Well, you know, it's not that. That looks like fun. It's everybody around, like, laughing, screaming, pointing, having a great time. And you're the center of it. You're the reason it's happening. That's what looks like fun to them. No. I'm. That's what they want. I, I never really got into peer pressure like that. Like, if I seen stupid shit like that happening, like, I'm out of there, dude. Would you stick around? Would you have done this? Hold on. Yes. Before, before, <laughs> before I ask you that, let me, like, explain what exactly they're doing and make them like that. This movie is about... Uh, inanimate object like a ceramic hand that like you sit on the table and it sticks its hand out like you're shaking his hand now what these kids are doing with it supposedly if you sh- put your hand on it and shake its hand like that you light a candle well it- you light the candle first because when you light the candle it opens up the door okay so then you grab onto the hand and then you say no t- I, I think right? just, I think just by touching it you see something you see as somebody, you saw a dead person. That's right. I don't know. Maybe you say talk maybe, to me. I first. think you say talk to me. And you say they, talk to me they first. They show up in front of you. Yeah, and you just see like a dead body. Like you're sometimes the, you're the only like, one in the room that can see it. Yeah, everyone else just sees you like reacting, look, looking. Yeah, and sometimes they're mangled, like they had a, a bad death. Like if you got stabbed in the head, like the knife's probably in your head or something still. Um, and then you just see them. You just see you creeped out, and then you say, uh, "I let you in" or something like that. Yeah. And supposedly they take over your body. And, and you, the rule is you can't go longer than 90 seconds. Otherwise, they want to stay. And they, you just open. You can't close that door. And while they're inside of you, they will, like, speak through you. Yeah. Whatever it is that they have to say. It doesn't even have to be directed at anybody. And supposedly what she, Mia got so addicted, while you're in that state, I guess, like, she said you feel everything. You felt empowered. You felt good. Everything was just better. Yeah. Everything it made everything better. Everything felt good. All of her worries were gone. So she volunteers to go first to do this thing. Well, first of all, I think it's important to bring up that when she was first introduced at this party, didn't they kind of like tell Jade, "Hey, why'd you bring her? We nobody likes her here. Yeah. She's kind of like a fly on the wall, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. She's boring." Yeah. And I think she realized that that's what everybody thought, so she wanted to be the center of attention. So I think she jumped at the opportunity to, to take the spotlight in front of all of them. And she nailed it. I think, well, yeah, I, I agree. I can see what you're coming from, but I, how I pictured it is like, she's still coping with her loss. And this is like the same thing. If they were doing drugs, she would be jumping up to do it just because she wants to get that high to figure it about her mom. The whole movie. I just thought this is an analogy to like doing drugs. And I can see that. Yeah. Like young kids doing drugs for the first time. Everybody's it's like, almost do like it, a, do it, do yeah. it, do it. Of course I'm going to do it. Bro. <laughs> it's almost like a different take on Ouija boards. Yeah, I've never done one of those. And when you're never going to do one with me, honestly. If you do one, you're never coming back to this house. I'm interested in that. No. Anybody out there want to Ouija it up with me? Holla. So, so going back to my question, you said you would do this. I if, would. If you had a group of friends coming around. Uh, hey, Glenn, like, you want to speak to dead people? <laughs> no. Fuck, no. I saw this with my dad. I had a, had a legit talk to him Like after this. like, If something were to happen to you or mom, do not ever bother trying to make contact with me after you're gone. Like I would, you would just fuck up the rest of my life. 
I would not hesitate to. That'd be sick, bro. No, because you see the stuff like this movie in this movie that happens. Like, I'd become friends with the, the ghost. <laughs> take, him home, take him home with me. What's up, Charles? Yeah. <laughs> that'd be... That would be a good comedy movie, actually. Yeah. But, I don't know. I told him, like, dude, I, I will see you guys again in the future. Don't worry. I, I'll i be at peace. But the dilemma comes from... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... This is jumping ahead a little bit, so I'm going to stop right there. Because there is a dilemma and like, makes you think, like, oh, shit, would I do that, too, you know? So, Jade does it, and she gets hooked on it after the party. And this also movie got banned. Not Jade. Mia, right? Mia, sorry. Jade is a friend. Jade's the straight edge that won't do it. Yeah, I would be Jade in this situation. Yeah, you're a total Jade, bro. And you're totally Mia. Yeah. <laughs> I thought Mia was gay at first. Because of the hair? I could see because that. The whole get up. And then when she walked into the party, uh, that main person with the hand, the... I can't remember her name, but her real life name is Zoe. She, she, she was transgender. Okay. So, I was gonna, that's what I was I getting thought, into. I thought when they... First, like, t- I thought there was a little tension there. Like, maybe they had hooked, like, there yeah, was a I could see that too. I think I thought that for like, two seconds. Um, uh, but I was gonna lead into Zoe. Um, she's like the main person to introduce you to this hand in this movie. This movie got banned because of her in a few countries because she's transgender, not even because like they're dealing with supernatural stuff, with, which happens a lot of the time wow, in lame. other countries. Like, nah, that's kind of cool, but we can't show it because of fucking her. I was like, what the fuck? Is that's that? lame. Any censorship like that is lame. But on, I, I, it, that censorship is lame, but I just hate her character because, like, yeah. you fucking idiot. This is, like, <laughs> a person who will go around giving drugs to kids, basically. Which there are many people like that. Yeah. So Mia, at, like, she does it this one time and she gets fucking hooked. So they ask them the next day, like, hey, do you guys want to come back to our place and we do it again? Blah, blah, blah. So they're like, all right. So they get a handful of people, including Riley and his little friend. They're, like, I think they said 14, maybe. Not even that old. And everyone else is maybe like 17, 18. So they do it. And part of the thing is like you got to get tied up to the chair. Because I guess you can get wild. Like move around. Because like, like I said, oh, yeah. the that spirit thing, is that like. That thing will jerk you around. <laughs> Speaking of jerky. It jerks you all around. Yeah, yeah. So you got to get tied down. So you got to get tied down. So they start doing it. And then there's a whole big montage of like. Like a big party scene like. You've seen This is the End, and where they take all the drugs and they're just dancing around. and yeah. like have, It's kind of similar to that feel. Like, yeah. you're just on the high. Like a great time. And you're just messing around with the ghosts that are taking over their bodies. Like, some of them are, like, genuinely in pain and scared. But some of them, are like, they're just making fun of them. Honestly, because there's one time where, they, like, uh, Jade's boyfriend gets it. And he's, like, seducing himself or something like that. He was just weird. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was a super Christian, won't even kiss Jade. And they've been dating. That. they've been dating for a few months and they hadn't even kissed. I don't remember uh, that part. Yeah, I remember. And they said that Mia and him dated and they held hand, hands once. <laughs> and like they they slept together in the bed that one time and they were like, Yeah. Uh, remember when we held hands? But, anyways. <laughs> so Mia does it again. And this is her second time doing it. But something happens to her a little bit different. Oh, maybe it happens during the first time she happened to it. She did it and she was talking as if she was someone else, which, you know, she was somebody else. And she looks at Riley, the little boy, and he's like, they're gonna love you. You know, that creepy <laughs> shit. Yeah. If I was Riley, I'd get the fuck out of there because the door magically opens by itself. Fucking creepy. That would itself make me never want to do it again. Or even be around somebody who does that shit. And when the boyfriend did it, he was like making out with the dog, right? He was, yeah, yeah. In I remember watching everybody. the trailer the only thing in the show and the trailer is like them putting the dog on the hallway. I was like, if they fucking possess this dog, I'm going to be so pissed. Um, there was a moment in the theater uh, when that happened. <laughs> you were talking about like the people talking and the theater, yeah. blah, blah. There was a moment where it just got really quiet and I turned and when that happened, I said, I bet you he's rock hard. <laughs> and I think everybody heard me. I, I saw a dude in front of me put his like hand on his head like, oh man, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> but I don't. I hope nobody noticed. <laughs> was the theater packed when you seen this movie? It was pretty packed, yeah. Really? What did yeah. you go on? Um... Tuesday. Oh, oh, wow. For well, it is five dollar Tuesdays. Ah, yeah. So that's probably why I was packed. I think I went on a month. No, Sunday. Uh, the Sunday um, opening weekend, I went out. And then um, before we get even further, we we skipped over a point we touched on a little bit in the beginning of the movie when Mia's picking up Riley from a party or something like that. They run across, come across a dead kangaroo on the ground. Like it, they, someone obviously must have hit it with their car. But it's suffering. 
it's a dead kangaroo, isn't it? It wasn't dead. It was suffering. And then me, uh, Riley's like, we got to put out his misery. I was like, first of all, don't put me on the spot like that to kill this fucking kangaroo. I don't think I would have the guts to do it. She was about to try. She tried running it over, but she stopped last second and couldn't do it. Could you Could you put an animal out of its misery? No, I'm just going to keep driving, bro. Yeah. If anything, it. I would probably knock that thing out, though. You could, you could at least call. With my bare hands. She could at least call somebody. Yeah. You know? She didn't yeah. even do that. That would be me if I lived in Australia. I'd be Glenn, the neighborhood kangaroo wrangler. <laughs> call me up. I'm going to wrangle that roo. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would beat up a kangaroo, though, legit. And then that. <laughs> like in a, I'm saying in a fist fight. You, uh, wasn't there a movie called Kangaroo Jack like that? Yeah. <laughs> Where yeah. he fights a kangaroo. Yeah, but like people box kangaroos over there. Like they, it's a real thing. There's, it's all over YouTube. It's all over YouTube. They're pretty strong because well, they can kick hard as fuck, And they can too. like sit back on their tails. Their tails are so thick. I don't know if you've ever seen a kangaroo tail. Did you see that YouTube video where the, kangaroo, like stool. where the kangaroo has like a dog in a headlock? Yeah, there's some of them are buff and scary looking, too, and look intimidating. But I would knock that thing out. One sweet, swift right hook right yeah. to the face. <laughs> <laughs> I think what threw me off the most about this movie, I didn't know it was in Australia before I seen it. Like Because like, they're... Their car seats were on the wrong side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say the kangaroo gave it away. Well, at first I couldn't tell what the fuck it was. I was like, maybe uh-huh. it was a deformed deer or something. Like the way it, it was because it was dark. Uh huh. But you said no one had accents or nothing like that. I don't want to like turn this into the Rue podcast, but like, you seen those things pouches? Uh, yeah. Where they keep their kids? Yeah. Dude, they're so big. And like, it's just a big, like, just a big place to keep your things and your kids. It's sick. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> That'd be sweet to have one of those. Just carry, like, a blanket around if I get cold. Would you, like... Keep some keep some snacks in there? <laughs> yeah, okay, that'd be pretty cool. You could just, like, wear a book bag or something, though. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, going back to fast forward, we're talking about they're at this party, they're all doing this shit now. Riley, or me, me not her, Jade... Jade didn't want no, no part of this. She's like, this is too real for me. I'm out of here. Let's just fucking leave the room. But when she goes, Riley wants yeah, to do it. Yeah, she's the narc. There's always a narc. I'm telling you, I'm 100% Jade in this situation. Mm-hmm. I would I would kick you guys all out of my house. <laughs> honestly, never fucking come back. And you also find out the origins of the hand a little bit. How they get the hand. They say it was a hand of like um. Like a medium, a psychic who could talk, communicate to the dead. And before, when she passed away, someone chopped off her hand, both her hands, and just plastered it. Yes. So, like, if you were to crack that uh, ceramic open, a legit hand would be in there. Now they have one of the hands. You find out later how we get it, um, but I guess the other hand is just out there somewhere in the world. So, Riley, who's fourteen, is like, I want to do it too. Blah blah blah. Jay tells him no, but then she leaves. Me, I was like, go ahead, go ahead. I was like, you fucking bitch. Like, you deserve to everything that happened to you after this. It's just like drugs, man. 100% like drugs. Like, literally the same thing. Now, happens. this is the part where it gets confusing and interesting for me. Riley does it, and she sees a dead body. And I think immediately he realizes it's Mia's um, mother. Because he kind of looks at it, and then he looks quick glance at Mia for a quick second. But then she's like, I let you in. And um, he starts talking as Mia's mother. And how she can tell it's him, she calls her like me or something like that. Or ma. I was th- I was blown away by that. I didn't even ex- like think of that hap- like being a possibility of happening. I was like, wow, this, I is, think a good, they, this that, is a good movie. I think they put that in the trailer, so that's yeah, probably oh, why I didn't okay. catch it. Um now, Mia, like I said, she never really had closure with her mother because she passed away unexpectedly um, from an accidental overdose. That would definitely fuck you up. Like, I can talk to my mom now because of that. Now she has the idea in her head, like, I want to go back and talk to her again, blah, blah, blah. And with what she said. What did she say? What did she say to her? She was like, uh, I'm so proud of you. Uh, yeah. Um, so like, it's not your fault or something like that. Yeah, I think she basically, like, hinted at, like, I didn't kill myself, right? Yeah, which I don't think that was even a thought in anyone's head. I immediately thought she killed herself. I thought maybe someone someone killed her. Like, because she, early in the movie, M- Mia had said, oh, my mom accidentally took too many sleeping pills or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, accidentally, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> this movie is about doing drugs. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then, um, before... 
I think they only agreed on Riley holding on for 50 seconds. I think they went longer than the 90 seconds. I think they went like 120. Yeah. And she because of she that, couldn't let go. She, yeah. They were, they were at 50 seconds and then uh, she was like, no, like, I'm not done talking to my mom yet. Yeah. And because of that, like the gate was still left open and something, I don't know if it was her mom who did that or something else took over his body because he like, he became possessed and he was like, Legit hurting the fuck out of himself. He was banging his head against the wall. He, he was doing all crazy shit. He almost, like, killing himself. Yeah, he was trying to kill himself with what he had in front of him. Yeah. It's scary as fuck. I didn't even wrote down here my notes. What fucking great acting by these kids. Like, yeah. when they were possessed, like, because, like, part of the transition, like, they're suffocating and, like. And the makeup people, when he, when when he, they showed him afterwards, he was all banged up after he tried to, like, uh-huh. bang his head on everything. I was, was like, I don't even want to see that shit, honestly. And he tried to pull his eyeball out. Oh, oh my God, that yeah. That was disgusting. Yeah, they, I thought they, he let you do na- it. They nailed that. And it looked then, so um, real. He, he was almost to do the last blow against, like, his head against the wall, and then Jade comes in and puts her hand between oh. his head and that wall, and she breaks her hand. But then they blow it, like, the blow out the candle. That was going to be a death blow, too. He was really cocking his head back. That was going to be a death blow. Yeah. Fuck that scene. <laughs> cops have obviously come. I don't know what they must have told the cops, because the cops didn't do shit about it. They they tried to come up with a cover story, but I don't know what the cover story was. All you got to say, like, he just I think they told crazy. the cops exactly what happened, didn't they? No, because they would have tucked it to hand then. Huh. You would think so, at least, right? Because I think the cops kind of knew some weird stuff was going on. I mean, that kid stabbed himself. Yeah. I don't know. But I no one was charged, really, obviously. Yeah, I don't know. I no one was charged. And the mother obviously blames Mia, which Jade blamed Mia. I would fucking blame Mia. I was like, you fucking bitch. I totally know him. No. So then anyways, um, Jade takes the hand. Jade, I don't, know, I, I don't remember how she gets the hand, but she has a hand in her book bag. It was uh, handed off at, like, the, the train station, remember? No, 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 no. She had it before then, I think. I think she did. Because she does it again. Nah, because they were going to... They they wanted to go back into there with Riley to do it again. Oh, yeah. So they... No, she, no, no, That was like... You're skipping ahead a little bit. Um. So, anyways, Jay goes to the ho- goes home to clean up a little bit. But she goes to the hospital to check up on Riley. I was like, this dumb bitch didn't even change clothes. She's still covered in blood completely when she's at the hospital. What the... <laughs> it's like, you were at your house. You could have changed the shirt. Anyways... So this is where um, they meet up with the two kids who had the hand in the first place. And he's like, what if we didn't close it, right? But like, this Apparently something like this happened before. And this ties into the very beginning with that kid who killed himself and stabbed his brother. Um, apparently he had it. And I guess, you know, there's some stuff that we skipped over that Mia was still seeing like creepy, her mother and reflections and stuff like that. And experiment, experience, experiencing some other creepy stuff. Going back into it, um, they meet up with the pe- people again. Obviously, Jade is still pissed off at her, so they kind of like discuss with her. So they're like, "Okay, there's another kid who kind of knows where they're going." And this is where you meet the brother from the very beginning of the movie. He's like, "Yeah, you guys fucked up. You guys are ruining people's lives. Fuck you. I'm not helping you." And he takes off. And then um, Jade's boyfriend is like, "I don't have a place to stay tonight." <laughs> and she was like, "You can stay with me." <sighs> So then, um, they stay together. I was like, "Where the fuck is your dad?" Like with this guy staying over because they sleep in the same bedroom too, like in the same bed. Maybe he's an overnight trucker. Could be. You don't really hear too much from the dad before this point, but she still has a hand, and she still is seeing some cre- creepy, crazy shit. This is the part in the movie where I was like, I'm not going to get any fucking sleep tonight. Because there's a point where she wakes up in the middle of the night and she looks in the corner, like a dark corner of the bedroom, and something just crawls off her mother, like a creepy old woman. And it doesn't say anything to her. It just slowly moves over to the boyfriend and just starts sucking on his toes. <laughs> I was like, what the? That's a, I couldn't help but laugh. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it wasn't biting his toes off. It was just sucking his toes. You're just having a good time. <laughs> So then, um, she, the guy starts waking up and then it turns out it was Mia, the one who had her fucking toes in his mouth. And he's like, that wasn't me. It was a ghost. I was like, yeah, sure. Okay. Like, I'm going to fucking believe that. And again, he was probably rock hard. (laughs) (laughs) Then the the next day I was like, what happened with you? I was like, she was fucking sucking my toes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
So then, she's uh, like, what? You're sucking my boyfriend's toes? <laughs> <laughs> that, my toes, honey. Yeah. There's, yeah. So now it gets a little bit crazier as it goes along. I don't want to get too much away. This is a good, scary movie. The acting was very great in this movie. Uh, there was a couple point uh, points that made me like squirm a little bit. Like um, when the dad um, starts realizing what's happening. Something's, noticing something's going on with Mia. She gets like um, talks to her dad, and she's then she goes in her room because she was upset about it. And the mom's like, "That's not your dad, you know. That's somebody else. That's them them trying to um, manipulate they're you. They're trying to confuse her. I guess so. I really don't know what's because we'll talk about it in a second why I was confused about everything. That was a confusing scene because then the dad was like pounding on the door, busting it down, and he comes in and he starts choking her. Well, she reaches over to grab a pair of scissors, and by this point, the dad, the real dad, coincidentally walks in and grabs her as if like he was trying to help her, but she thinks he's choking her, and he stabs him in the fucking neck. Yeah. Uh, holy shit, that was fucking wild. Did he die? I don't know. The ending is so fucking confusing. Would you agree? He didn't die, huh? I don't think he did. But I also don't know what in this movie was real or not. So, what do you mean by that? Well, scope ahead a little bit too, because they also realized Riley is they they realized the portal was still open, and Riley was still being possessed by this someone trying to kill him. Because every time he became conscious at the hospital, he kept trying to kill himself. But then, like, let's go try the hand thing again and see if we can contact him on the other side. Well, they contact this little girl. Mia asks her for help. Like, do you know where he is? Can you show me? And she takes him. Like, you may enter me. And like, oh shit, Mia's going on the other side now. And you see flashes of him like being tortured and eaten or, or something like that. On like he was in pain. It looked like that scene was scary and gross. It looked like he was in hell. Yeah. So that all these demons can like he's ours now, you know, blah blah blah. And the only way, and the mother's convincing her like the only way you can save him is if uh, you kill him, you put him out of his misery. Kind of an analogy for the beginning with the kangaroo. But this time she's like, all right, I'm gonna kill his ass. <laughs> So she goes to kill him. This is a long story. I'm skipping over stuff. Um, she takes him out of the hospital bed and she puts him in a wheelchair. How she got past the whole entire staff is beyond me because he's hooked up to a bunch of machines and she's going to throw his ass on the freeway. She gets cold feet as I would do. And I guess she threw herself in the freeway. Did she? Exactly. Because then she gets up walking around and then she starts like seeing stuff. I think she's, like, walking down a hallway now and, like, it's in the hospital hallway now. She sees Riley completely fine. The family's leaving. She sees her dad walking down the hallway. And she sees, like, some other dead people. She was seeing in her visions. They're in the hospital completely fine. See, the way the way that I took that was that she, whether she threw herself out there and sacrificed herself or she was trying to push Riley and, for whatever reason, ended up falling herself, I think she got hit by a car and died. And that scene was her, I think once that she died, the, I don't think the demons or whatever, they just wanted a body. They got one. So then they just like completely left Riley and he was like immediately like cured of all that. And that's why you saw him walking out. Because then remember you see the... the so do you think that, that scene where he got better and he's in the, that's in the future then? I think that's directly after what happened. Yeah. Real time. Okay. Like I think like... That makes he, more sense because I was like... Is this happening right now? I now? think once she died, once Mia died, Riley like was free. Immediately was freed and like back to normal. Had two eyes. Could yeah. see really good. <laughs> but then I was like, that's just confusing. Like, because then I thought right like, maybe he that, wasn't really possessed then or something like that. Because right after that, she sees a hand. Yeah. And she grabs onto the hand and she's the dead person. That, that was at, crazy. I she, love that fucking ending. She, she's the dead person at the party that. They're all yeah. Doing, yeah. I really, really love that ending. I, I kind of predicted that was going to happen, but yeah. I loved how they pulled it off. Like you see her, she's in a completely dark area, and then you see like a very dim light, and she walks close to it, and it's a candle, and you see someone's hand sticking out. She touches it, and then she's like transported to this, wherever this party's at with a bunch of Mexicans there. Yeah. <laughs> so I was confused about it, like because instead of walking out of the theater talking about all the scary shit that happened, me and my dad were like, "What the fuck was? What was even real in this movie? Like if." It looked like the boy and the dad, I mean, the mom and sister were completely fine, weren't unfazed about it. The dad, like, was stabbed in the neck. 
he seemed to be completely fine about it. You know, the person who was in the other hospital bedroom was thought to be dead. We'll go back to the beginning of the movie. The brother was stabbed right in the, the chest, and he was fine. So I don't know. I was you are so fucking confused. Like, on I think they what just, the fuck was real? I think they just want a body. If they get a body, yeah. And that's what like know. what I mean by a twenty four is like unpredictable endings, like creative endings. Like nothing's gonna have a satisfying ending. Nothing's gonna be like um very happy ending. For this being their first direct job, I mean, I thought this was M Night Shyamalan. To be honest with you, that's a great way to put it. Um, they already announced a sequel to this movie. Would What's you want- it called? Probably talk to me too or something. <laughs> talk to me again. Yeah. <laughs> talk to me again. Yeah. I let you in. Because, like, there is, well, we never see where their hand, Mia's hand went, like the one she used. The last we've seen, I think it was in her house and her dad found it. Or, no, no, no. She brought it to the hospital. I don't know what happened to it, but we don't know where, like, where it's at. She was supposed to destroy it, like the kid said, but she didn't. Um, So we could see that hand again. Or they also said the other hand is out there floating in the world somewhere. So this that's probably where the Mexicans came in. Um, would you have put your penis in that? No. <laughs> what the fuck? Where would you have seen? Like, <laughs> <laughs> could have been crazy, man. Well, well, that's for the other podcast. <laughs> so, anyways, would you go see the sequel on this movie? Absolutely. Were you very surprised and I shocked? I will see the sequel. And you said you you went in there not knowing anything about this movie. Didn't know a thing. Did you think it was terrifying or scary? Mm, It had its moments. It had its moments. I didn't like the scene where he pulled his eyeball out. I thought that was disgusting. It was disgusting. And it's only going to get more gruesome from here in the sequel, I feel like. They're going to try to up it, you know? Good. I hope they do. I thought it was very terrifying, and I thought I was going to lose sleep over it. But the ending, it just left me so fucking confused that it just undid everything for me, I felt like. You know, like, I, I wasn't stuck thinking about, like, oh, shit, it's going to come out at me tonight. But I was like, what the fuck was real then, you know? I thought it was really good. It was very good. 8.4 good. Probably give it a 7 out of 10. And that I don't even like horror movies either. There is a movie. I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this movie. But The Exorcist 2 is coming out. Nah, I don't think I've seen The Exorcist. Uh, maybe, it's not, maybe it's just, like, a reboot or something like that. But The Exorcist is coming out. And I before I was watching the trailer in the theater for this movie, I was like, "That movie looks fucking scary." I'm not gonna watch that. And then it's like, "It's The Exorcist." Like, fuck, I had to watch it. Someone asked me to come on the podcast for that because uh, <laughs> I wasn't planning on doing that either. When, when's that one out? Um, next month, mid next month. I'll be seeing that. That seems right up my alley. Maybe it's that, is that like um, people are possessed by a demon and the mm-hmm. priest, the priest comes in and does the thing? It's a little bit different. That one, it looks like two little girls are going to school, but they never come home. Surveillance camera showing them leaving, and then they randomly just come to the door, like, after a couple days from being gone. Or maybe a month. They're fine. Yes. And they go to the hospital, get checked out, and then some weird shit starts happening between them. And I think, to me, it looks like these two hate each other for some reason, and then they just start being fucking possessed and scary. And Yeah, it looks intense. I'm in. Mark me down for one ticket. And one bucket of buttery, delicious popcorn. I'm not. You know what? I've been. I don't know why. I've been like really into caramel popcorn lately. Cause it smacks. That's why it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. Nice sweet treat. I like a little butter, a little salt, a little like some like strawberry lemonade maybe by my side. I usually get um, high C orange drink. Okay. That's my go-to. It's like I'm not really a big soda fan there. Mm. I I get the little Minute Maid, uh, like raspberry and strawberry lemonade. Nice. Do you zero, mix drinks? Zero sugar, obviously. Do you mix, do you like to mix drinks like Coke or, or yeah, Dr. I like, Pepper? I definitely like to mix it up when I'm at the Coca Cola Freestyle Machine. Nice. I like to make my own little concoctions. <laughs> nice. You put like little booze in there too, or no? Uh, no. But I did. We did have some Monacos at 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 the uh, theater. It's a good move. It's yeah. a good Move. I got a little dead tipsy. silent scene, <laughs> cracking open. <laughs> Uh, I seen the haunted mansion uh, a little bit tipsy, and that was a good move. The haunted mansion—it's almost that time of year. Well, yeah, they just came out like a couple weeks ago. I'm, oh, really? I don't even know what that is. The haunted—you just seen the Eddie Murphy one, right? No. Back in the day, you never fucking seen the Eddie Murphy haunted no, mansion. That's no, a, I know of it, but no. It doesn't really matter because this movie is like a complete reboot. It has nothing to do with it. But it was a good movie. I think you would like it. I think they put it out now, so it can be a perfect timing when Halloween comes. It's going to start streaming. I would assume so. But I would watch that one again. 
Some movies are better when you're like a little bit out of your mind watching. Oh, it. yeah. So we're going to go trans- transition from a theater movie to go to Netflix. Like I said, you never seen this movie. You said you just clicked on Netflix and it was one of the first ones you've seen. The first one on the screen. We're going to be talking about Where the Crawfords Sing. I, the Crawdads Sing. Crawdads. I say Crawfords. Crawdads Sing. I don't know what a Crawford is. Yeah. So I was, like I said, I wanted to watch this. It was supposed to be in the podcast last year, but just didn't work out. This movie was directed by Olivia Newman, um, based on a novel by Delia Owens, and screenplay was Lucy Abar. I'm, I hate saying names. I'm so yeah, bad you're at bad it. at it. <laughs> this movie is about a woman who raised herself in the marshes of the Deep South, becomes suspect in the murder of a man whom she was once involved with. Just like the first movie, this movie opens up on a dead person. And this one, like, the cops come and investigate it. There's no tracks and all like that. And they look up. He's fallen off. I forgot what the building was, but it was, like, like a bird watch or something like that. A hunting deck. Maybe. Some type of observatory. Yeah. He's out on the on the, uh, on the the banks. And, like, one of the floor pieces was missing. So, obviously, it looked like he just fell. And you assume it's an accident. But, like, cops are like... This is the South. We got nothing better to do. We got to blame somebody. And this also takes place like in the 50s and 60s, too. I forgot to mention. I think like late 60s. Um, well, it starts off in the early 50s um, when there was a young girl. Yeah. Whoever killed him uh, did a good job of uh, covering tracks. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. This movie is a completely different kind of movie. It's it's labeled as a drama. The other one's like a horror movie. It's it's very slower pace. But at the end of the day, after these two movies, I think I'm stuck thinking about this movie a lot more. Mm-hmm. It was a good movie. I enjoy movies like this. But it was kind of a cliche in a lot of parts. Like, I feel like I've seen something like this before. Um, And like I said, the main actress, let me pull up her name. Because she was, I love her. I'm, I'm excited to follow her and her acting journey. Daisy Edgar-Jones. She was the main, oh, like the older one. She was the Marsh Girl? Yes. She grew up as, and then you go back a little bit backstory because she gets arrested for that murder because the cops find her and she takes off running, like scared because they're after her. She doesn't really know why. So she gets arrested. And then this random guy offers to be her lawyer just because, like, she thinks she could use his help. And this whole movie is like a story she's telling him about her life story. So it goes back to when she was a little girl. She grew up in the South. Um, in such an outer banks, like where you need like a, a fucking boat to get anywhere in this town. Yeah, I I know I bring this up a lot, but like the Murdoch murders, you know what I'm talking about yeah. out there. It's this is like where they live, where they have oyster bakes, and Could everybody you live like just that? goes on a boat. Could you live like that? I have no idea. I don't. I like to. I think, feel like there'd be a lot of mosquitoes and yeah, bugs. I like to think of myself as like not an ocean guy. So a lot of gators probably too. Probably not. Well, I'm not afraid of the gators. I'll take a gator down. <laughs> take <laughs> same with the kangaroo. They can get the right hook the same way. <laughs> so she, like I said, it goes back in time when she was maybe like less than 10 years old. She's living at home with her dad, her mother. Papa. Papa. And uh, <laughs> I think two or three brothers, maybe two sisters. There's a whole big gang of them. Well, one day... Because the, the father's an abusive, drunk asshole who beats them, the mom and the kids and everybody. Mom has enough of this shit. He's like, I'm taking off. I don't give a fuck if I have five kids. I'm leaving them too. <laughs> so she takes off. Well, instead of realizing his mistakes and trying to be nicer, he just puts the fucking hits on the next kid down the line. And eventually all of them leave, except for this last one, um, Kaya. Kaya... She's, she never could bring herself to leave. She was like, what, 10 years old at that time? Yes. And even, because the older siblings are maybe like 17, 18, leaving them behind. Like, how could you leave knowing they're going to just beat your siblings too? You know, it's kind of fucked up in multiple levels. I mean, fuck the dad for hitting them too. Fuck her. Fuck him. But I hate people like that. Yeah. Kaya decided to stay because like one she couldn't bring herself to leave her dad she was a nice kind person but she was also doesn't have the knowledge she doesn't know how to read or anything like that because her dad never like let her go to school and stuff like that or took let her take care she was walking around dirty she's just a swamp girl yeah yeah and the whole town like starts rumors about her like she's disgusting and she's like a third eye and she's like that yeah they said like she smells 
Like she, she just, probably she, did. She, she they called her like Marsh Trash and like stuff like that. Yeah. So she's like an outsider. She was like shunned from the whole town. Well, growing up, then there's this other kid who kind of, who's like. Well, before I get to that part, she grows up by herself because the dad ends up passing away. So because of that, she has no one to take care of her. She has to fend for herself. She so she grew up on grits. I think that's the only thing she learned how to make. Kind of relatable to uh, what's her name from um, the Hunger Games. Um, Jennifer Lawrence's character. Yeah. How so? I mean, just in the fact that she had to like fend for herself and stuff. And, yeah. Like, but they're forced to fight against each other, though. Yeah, but separate that. Just like the just the fact that she's like got to go get her own stuff, and like you know, I guess. But that, even if, if she was not thrown in the Hunger Games, she still had a sister and a mother to take care of. <laughs> yeah, but she had to go get the food for them and stuff. This is, I don't know. It's just because it's the same time period. Maybe. I've also never seen that movie. So yeah, you don't know what the I fuck you're talking I about. Know, I don't know. If I'm making sense here. <laughs> no, you're not. So, anyways. She offends herself. She's like shucks up with a deal with a local uh, gas station person, Clark, um, by like trading. I forgot what she digs up to uh, sell them. Do you remember? Uh, like a uh, oyster uh, oyster shell or something like that. Something like that. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll make. I think you a deal. she likes mussels. 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 Yeah, mussels. <laughs> okay. She, she. I think she would catch mussels and then sell them to her. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. he would yeah, sell them, right? and that's how she would, like survive. Like um, she would buy uh, grits. That's what she lived on for like her almost her whole life, never knowing how to read. Like she was just learning how to because she had no one. Well, then this other guy came along, Ch- not Chase uh, Tate. His name was Tate. Yeah. <laughs> what? What's up? What's wrong with Tate? You don't like name. that name? No, that's no. a Southern boy name right there, buddy. Tate. Tate was a, a neighboring boy. Who did, who was nice to her? Tate. He decided to like uh, help her learn how to teach her how to learn, and just become friends with her. Like help take care of her. Like if she needed anything, he was always the go to person. And because of that, you know, this, all the time they're spending together, they catch feelings for one another. And they're about sixteen, seventeen, maybe around this time. This chick, I think, is a term of like two years. Not only does she not learn how to read, she becomes like a fucking marine biologist by the end of this movie like she fucking learned like she's the one super fucking quick she um she's a very good artist she draws a lot and um she loves studying like these different creatures she finds in the swamp and um tate sees her potential like why don't you like try going to school or or publishing your work or something like that like that's not who i am i just want to live here all right well it's time for uh tate to go to college He's like, we can make this long distance thing work. I'll come back for you on the 4th of July. His ass never comes back home. And it was heartbreaking. She was sat by the beach the whole fucking night and she was heartbroken. He never came back. She hasn't seen him at, she doesn't see him again for five fucking years. He finishes college and everything like that. In the meantime, she like goes back to like hiding herself. She has trust issues. And in comes his boy Chase. Chase, we've seen him because he was the dead person in the beginning of the body. So automatically, we know something's going to happen with this guy. He goes, I was like, hey, like, I, I, you seem pretty. You want to go on a date? And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So they go, and he's very forward, fast forward. I was like, yeah, he was like former football player type. Like, this is a douchebag. Like, popular guy. Yeah. So. He's like, he's very fast forward. He's like, I'm going to marry you one day. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, this is like our first date, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? He's aggressive. I think he ends up taking her virginity and he, it was just a well, terrible I've, experience for her. I think he tried to like aggressively come on to her one time and like, she kind of like stopped him. Right. She did. The and first then time. he was like, okay, I'll never do that again. Blah, blah, and not only that, I was on the beach too. Yeah. <laughs> he tried doing that. I never do that again. He's like, oh, let's go back to your place. And he just like invites himself inside. He's looking throughout our whole house. Mm-hmm. Like, this is how you live, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what a fucking asshole, dude. Yeah, so, he and sucked. It, and he kind of like forces him. And That's it, why he ended up dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminds me, like, she probably just sees like the same thing she saw in her dad. Like, I can fix some kind of thing, you know? Maybe. So. Yeah, I don't know. Was she trying to fix her dad? I don't well she stuck around because she couldn't really I think she just loved the marsh, bro. <laughs> Honestly. 
I don't think she was leaving that marsh. And she's also running into other problems too, like um, because you know as time goes along, people want to buy land and invest. And she was like, "Oh fuck, I don't know if I own my land." And it turns out she technically does, but she owes taxes on it, like eight hundred bucks, which now is probably like close to eight thousand bucks, probably. Yeah. So she's working hard. So she's like, "All right, I got to start publishing my artwork." And she becomes a success, success, like pretty fucking quick. She has books that she's publishing. She's, she's making money now. She's living pretty decent for someone who never went to school. And she's happy at this point. Yeah, she, especially someone who couldn't read until they were like 12. No, how, how I would definitely she? see like 16, maybe. 16, really? Yeah. Wow. She was definitely a teenager. <laughs> so then, um, guess who comes back to the fucking town? Was Tate. Tate. After five fucking years, like, I'm so sorry. I never should have done that, blah, blah, blah. I was like, you fucking asshole. Like, five years. Like, and she, like, uh, was, like, um, she was angry, angry, which I you can't know, blame man. her. man. I don't know. He did go away to college. And the reason, his reasoning that he decided to leave her and, like, never talked to her again, like, and like you said, she loved the, the town she was in. The marsh. The marsh. She was the swamp. And she, he said, like, I don't think you could have ever left. And that's the, the type of life he wanted. Like, he didn't want to stay there. Which is kind of stupid, because what does he do at the end? He fucking stays there his whole life. Yeah. Like, you fucking idiot. What? I don't know. I, I. No, they found love. After, like, abandoning her. He's he lucky. He went to college. He's he was lucky. 18. He, he could have came back when he said it. He said he, and, like, it's not like today where you can keep up. Somebody can go to college and you can keep up with them by checking Facebook. But he and said he was going to come calling. back in, like, two weeks. And she like, waited up on the whole beach no. for the entire day. Left her standing there for fucking five years. If you Glenn. love something, Rob, you he let could it have go. wrote her a letter. If she knew love, how to read now. <laughs> if you love something, you let it go, and if it comes back, it's yours forever. But you could have told say. her, like, "Hey, I'm not. This isn't working out. Like, I'm not." At the time, back. at the time, it wasn't. I don't know. <sighs> I would not have forgiven Tate. No, if they you found love, love. you're hating on them. They found love only because, um, what was his name? Chase. It's still kind of a drunk. You find out he was cheating on her and has a whole nother fiance and like is putting his hands on um Mia, Maya. And then yeah. Chase is like, Did he hurt you? Blah blah blah. And he's like, What the fuck are you gonna do about it? I don't think he them do nothing about it. Well, someone took care of him because he ends up dead. Yeah. So Mia ends up going to get this publisher thing deal, and she comes back into town, she finds out he's dead, and she's on trial. He raped her, right? He almost raped her. I thought he did. He almost raped her until she hit him in the head with a rock, and that's when he punched her, and that's how she got that big-ass bruising on her face. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Scumbag. Yeah. (laughs) Scumbag. So then we go back and forth to the trial. At the meantime, I forget one of the parts, like, her brother, who joined the the Marines or Army or something like that, comes back into town. I was like... I don't know. I, I still get mad at the siblings too. Like none of you came back for your sister or even bothered to check in on them or something. Like it's fucked up. So anyways. Yeah. He, I don't know if that was just a different time. I'm trying to think of like what life would be like before social media or like before the internet and cell phones. I don't know. Like they didn't have any of that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, the trial comes to the end. And she's found not guilty. Because the, the, if she was found guilty, she, they were going to kill her. Yep. That was a death penalty. Yep. That's a fucking scary-ass trial you're on. And back then, they were just looking for an excuse. They really wanted to kill this girl for no reason. She was the swamp girl. Yeah. yeah. Was, she was just sitting there so quiet and innocent. Like, ah, oh, he felt so bad. But she's found not guilty because, like, you know, there's the evidence just didn't... They were just making up a lot of evidence. Like, there was no evidence of exactly. anything. Yeah. And then, you know, she goes back home and she lives with um, Tate and they grow old together because you fast forward to her old age where she eventually passes away. Tate goes through her belongings and finds, like, some evidence. It's like, <laughs> I think she did kill <laughs> to kill Chase. Yeah, it was like a couple letters, right? That- it wasn't letters. Like, one of the evidence, pieces of evidence, like, he had a necklace that she gave him. Like, it was like a shell. That was the necklace that uh, they said he was wearing the night that he was killed. And then it and was gone on, yeah. when they found him. And she, uh, Tate finds a necklace in a journal after she passed away, knowing he like this bitch killed her and took yeah. it to her grave. <laughs> I, I think know. I think in the journal on the page it said like like I I, I killed him. I, I think, think it, it said it with she killed him without coming out and saying. I think it implies it. Yeah, like 
just to, hey, I I might be gone now, just to let you know I did kill that guy. <laughs> That's basically what I, happened. If you were her spouse. Yeah. For the record, it was me. <laughs> yeah. I, I assume O.J. Simpson has those. His, <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to come out house. when he's gone. Yeah. I assume it's a similar thing. Oh, God. Like, it's going to be the other glove or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, then, um, I don't know. How would you feel if you find out your spouse killed someone, like, 30, 40 years ago? I'd be like, badass. <laughs> and you kept it quiet for that long? That's tight. Yeah. That's I mean, tight. it was justified because, like I said, the guy was an asshole. She's a G. The Swamp Girl? She was I'm a big fan badass. of her. I liked this movie a lot. The ending was tight, dude. I I looked up um I didn't know it was a book I looked up like the book and like, I think it read, said based on our story just. yeah I, I like read through the spark notes it seems like an awesome book like legit I don't even read and <laughs> like I'm I'm not gonna say I would read it but like I could see myself reading it it okay. seems like a good book it was a great movie yeah great movie for Netflix it was I'm glad I'm glad it, I think it was fake because I did just pick the first movie I saw. Uh-huh. Well, and, this movie, like, you know, has a movie at the end, like, oh, recommended to watch. I added, like, six movies to my recommended uh, rec- my, my list after the recommendations. Um, I'm a big fan of the lead in this movie. Directing style, it was okay. It was just kind of cliche. Like I said, going back from the courtroom scene to, the, like, the story. It's like, I've seen that a hundred times before. But it was I, an enjoyable watch. I was also attracted to this movie because I used to have a pet crawdad myself. Yeah. Contavious. They he mentioned was, Crawdads like twice in this whole fucking movie. He was like sick. He was awesome. So the one that got eaten? Yeah, by Carlos. <laughs> no, by Mitch One. <laughs> How many Mitches did you have? I had three Mitches. <laughs> Mitch One, Mitch Two, and Mitch Three. So then, um, Carlos and Contavious, they are all dead. <laughs> do you just do you have the fish tanks still in your room? Yeah, there. Yeah, there's like four little fish that like I just want to die because like I'm tired of just like. <laughs> do you not feed them? I or do, I do, but like I need to stop because they just even if I stop, they just don't die. These fish are hardy; they've been there for years, bro. <laughs> and they just like don't grow; they just exist. It's kind of crazy. Do you could just like release them into the lake, or maybe something. I should get another Contavious too. Get then Contavious you'd be stuck with too. that one. What do you mean stuck with? You mean I? Did I rescue him or did he rescue me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that thing was sweet. I used to be able to take him out of the water and like play with him. His claws. The fish? Were, no, the crawdad. Oh, it's like okay. a little mini lobster type thing, you know? He would play. He would never bite. Like, I oh yeah, pinch you? he would definitely pinch me. He was a, he was aggressive. I trained him to be so. <laughs> Why do you think he killed all my fish? He was a killer, bro. Jeez. And he would pick my uh, college basketball teams in my bracket. I would like you had a whole bond with this thing. Yeah, he was sweet, man. My that the loss of him was it was tough. <laughs> um this movie, Netflix movie, what would you rate it one out of ten? Um, this was I mean, I'm it wasn't as good as the other movie, but it was right there to be honest with you. I'm gonna give it an eight point one. I would give it like a seven two out of this one. Yeah. Like I said, out of the two movies, I'm thinking about this one more than the other one. It's a good movie, like if you don't if you want to have a relaxing night in, like mm-hmm. with the, maybe your significant other, maybe, or like a rainy night or something like that, it's it's a perfect chill movie. This Honestly, mo- it's this a- movie was a good. Hey, look what I found! I yeah, found a pretty good movie to watch. Yeah. And I'm not mad. Would you watch it. it again? I would. I, I would honestly. I think I would wait a little while to watch it just so I could forget what happens. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was solid. I like the Marsh Girl. Glenn, I'm sure this isn't going to be the last time you're on anytime soon. I'll probably be back on in a couple weeks. But I always ask the guests, like, what movies are you looking forward to come out? Did you see any trailers that you're like, oh, that's kind of cool? No, I don't I don't think I did. I think you should watch that movie at Theater Camp that I told you about. And also, I know you said you were kind of looking forward to that. Oh, I just told you about the Gran Turismo movie. I think you would enjoy that, too. What other movies are coming out? Anything fun? Uh, Willy Wonka. Just got a trailer that got released a little bit ago. Next. Timothy Chimelay. Um Dune 2. There's that... Brandon might be coming on for that Will Ferrell, Jimmy Fox movie with the dogs. I forget what it's called. But they're voicing dogs. Oh, yeah, it's oh a good, okay. Funny comedy. Okay. You might be into that one. I would be into it. Uh, we mentioned um, The Exorcist. Yeah. There's a lot of Halloween movies coming out. With it. Not Halloween, uh, horror movies coming out with the next few weeks. Nice. I'm really going to be torturing myself with this podcast because I fucking do not like it. Next them. one I see will be Exorcist. I will be there for that. I might have you, I might have you come with me to watch it honestly. <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it alone. As long as the, karma, the nun, as long as the karma corn's on you. Yeah, the nun two is coming out soon. That looks pretty good. Is that the conjuring? It's the conjuring universe. Because all those movies are based on real real events. 
like the Conjuring, Annabelle, the Nuns, Meg Two. Yeah, yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Uh, one last question before we get off. What movie have you seen so far that just stood out to you? This we're gonna get this off? year. Are we gonna get off? No, no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> gotta watch what you say around me, Rob. What movie stuck with you the most in this year so far? Um, probably this one. Though, just because the most recent. Though, what was it called again? <laughs> that one, the one I can't remember the name to. Talk to me. Talk to me. All right, I enjoyed it. They just announced the, the sequel. It so was the gonna... best movie that I've seen in theaters this year. We've seen a couple movies together, haven't we? In movies, this was the best one I've seen. I can't even remember what other ones you've seen with me. I saw Insidious for this. I saw not for this. You just seen that? Oh, because I didn't do Insidious. I saw. See, I don't even know, man. Yeah, I have no idea. It was a good movie. It surprised me how much I liked it. it. Surprised me how much I wasn't scared of it, but I was pretty terrified watching it. And next week, I could be mistaken, but I think it's the new Blue Beetle movie, the new superhero movie. It's a Mexican superhero, so you might like that. Oh, George Lopez is in there. He's the superhero. He's the uncle. Oh, he's the uncle going orderly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Glenn, for coming on. Thank you for saving my ass. Because like I said, I, I didn't have anyone for this episode. You you stepped up. You helped me out. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, so you really wouldn't have put your penis in that hand? No, but thank you for everyone listening. Stay tuned <laughs> to the TikTok and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And I'll stay tuned next week where I'll be saving you a seat.